you really are building a gosh yeah. playlist That's i didn't awesome. had no idea when we picked the songs but <laughs> Welcome to the Greatest Lists Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back, everyone, to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring curated lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Jason, your host for this episode, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Eric. What's hey, Eric. going on? What's hey, going on? I'm talking to you, man. That's what's going on. Tell you what, we definitely are not battling the odds with this show. I've, uh, <laughs> oh, I've had a great time putting these together, man. I'm doing the research and all that. I'm just yes. having a great time. Yes. It's been really fun. We are continuing season one of our show, and uh, I feel like we're... I'm taking all the slow songs, man. What's up? I, you I, just, are. <laughs> I didn't I, realize it when we were putting this list together, but uh, I don't think I did I either. Know. But I, I just started looking at the list again. And Something in my psyche I'm, that's just dangling there. I don't I know. I think what's this going might on. be your. I think this might be your last slow song. I'm looking at the list. <laughs> no, nope, that's not true. I see two no. more. Up there, oh so. no! Oh no! It's not. I've been uh, looking ahead too. Wow. <laughs> anyway, our next selection on the list. One of my to- one of my all time favorite artists, both solo and with Genesis. Number 40. We've reached the top 40, Eric. Wow, we're finally there. Yeah, our number 40 song is Against All Odds, Take a Look at Me Now by Phil Collins from the movie Against All Odds. By the numbers. So Take a Look at Me Now was released in February of 1984 as a single from the Against All Odds soundtrack, released at the same time. It would become the first of seven number one singles from Collins as a solo act. That's amazing. It held the position for three weeks at the end of April and the beginning of May in 1984. Also a mega hit in Europe, number one in the UK, Ireland and Scotland, top 10 in Portugal, Denmark, and Croatia. The soundtrack itself peaked at number 12 on the Billboard top 100 or top 200 album chart. Nice. So it was a mega, mega hit. Mega hit, yeah. Phil Collins actually received a Grammy for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance and was also nominated for Song of the Year. And it also received Oscar and Golden Globe nominations for Best Original Song. Wow. Yeah, so he was uh, visiting all the award shows in uh, 84 or 85, I guess. Um, Against All Odds has actually been to number one twice in the UK. The first time, of course, with Phil. Uh, Phil, like I know him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me and Phil, we were talking Phil. yesterday. Oh, Phil, yeah. <laughs> no, Mariah Carey actually covered it with a boy band called Westlife in the year really? 2000, and it went to number one in the UK. Uh, if you don't remember that version, it's be- probably because it was not released here in the US. Oh. Uh, okay. I listened to it over on YouTube, and yeah, Oversung oh, just doesn't no. have the same passion, of course, uh, as the original. No. But, uh, yeah, I just go ahead and skip that and, and stay with <laughs> Phil, my pal Phil. <laughs> you and Phil. Yeah. So the soundtrack, uh, if you think about it like an LP, the first side featured a compilation of pop songs, and side two was the score by Larry Carlton and uh, Mikel Colimbero. Um, it included on side one with Collins, his bandmates in Genesis, Mike Rutherford, 
whose song is the B-side of the single. And Peter Gabriel actually has a song. Uh, Stevie Nicks, the band Big Country, which I did not realize had another song outside of In a Big Country. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think anybody does. And a band called Kid, Kid Creole, Creole and, and then Coconuts. Coconuts. I had no... Have you never uh, heard of them? No, no, oh, not yeah. at all. Yeah. But they were an American band, and primary, primarily their success was in the UK from yes. what I yes. was reading about them. Yep. Uh, fun fact, though, and some of you may know this, the song was actually written before Collins was even approached to collaborate on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. He said in uh, 2015, Against All Odds was written in the same misery that the rest of Face Value came from, but I wasn't drawn to it initially. I didn't like it as much as You Know What I Mean, and I thought there was only room for one of those on the album. <laughs> I don't know what would have happened if Taylor Hackford, which is the director of the movie, hadn't got in touch with him. That was unquote. And then he also said to NPR in 2007, that he did not write songs with Genesis, but was motivated to write solo material to deal with the pain from his personal life. He said, that song was written during my first divorce. My first wife and the kids had gone and I was left there. And the song was written out of experience, uh, experience as opposed to a what if song. Yeah. And if that personal stuff had not happened to me at the time, I probably never would have made an album. Without that stuff, I wouldn't have felt sitting at a piano night after night, day after day writing, unquote. Yep. That's so, amazing. A lot of a uh, lot of personal history goes into all of his music. Yeah, because that face value album, I, I think that's what they call his divorce album. Yeah, because every, every song's about his divorce. Yeah, very yeah. passionate. Very yeah. passionate. Let's get personal. So this song has been a top forty staple probably since it was released. Yeah, uh, I still hear it on now what I would call dentist office radio stations in the area. <laughs> you know. And deservedly, deservedly so, I think. I mean, as far as still being played now, I mean, it's just a great song. Oh, I hear it uh, regularly on uh, 80s on 8 on XM. Okay. And the movie, I just watched the movie for the first time uh, like a week ago. I had to rent it because it wasn't uh, anywhere streaming. streaming. Uh, but I wanted to finally make the connection from the song to the movie. And wow, man, I felt it. I mean, the, the melody <laughs> plays like once in the middle of the movie just for a little bit and it's mainly an ed end credit song but really? what's so what's so great is you know at the end of 80s movies they're all about the same so you 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 play the song and you get the freeze frame right yeah. and then you get the credits rolling yeah this one is just a little bit different so i don't know if you ever watched the movie but it's very emotional at the end there's it's more unresolved at the end of the movie and oh wow you, the camera's focused on the girl. Um, I can't remember the actress's name right now, but she's just there and the, the camera, the song goes, the camera stays on her. She's kind of looking back, uh, looking forward. She starts to cry. And then it goes like freeze frame about a minute after that. I mean, it's real kind of wow emotional. Um, Isn't it Rachel Ward? Isn't that her name? Rachel Ward. Rachel Ward. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Uh, Jeff Bridges is great in it. Um, you get James Woods being his normal a-hole self, you know. Yep. And I like the football angle, but it's, you know, it's a romance disguised as a sports movie. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even know it was that. I, I've, yeah. I have never seen the movie. Yeah. It, it Again, it's not one. I mean, it's rated R, uh, yeah. mainly for the language. I mean, there's yeah. a couple little sensual scenes there, but... Um, 
I, I just I had never watched it and yeah, never I've, rented it back in the day or anything. So well, it came out when I was 14 and at the time I was, you know, interested in other things. And I just never had the desire to go back and rent that movie after, you know, after I got older. So I, yeah. I literally have never seen a, a single scene out of that movie. Yeah. Just go out and watch it one time and you'll get what I, what I mean at the end with that emotional connection. It was, I'm glad I watched it in other words. The breakdown. So Phil, man, whew, my buddy Phil. <laughs> I love his voice and yeah. just how much he puts so much passion yeah. into the high end of his vocals. I mean, it's his lyric. The lyrics are so emotional in the song, but he just sings the crap out of it. And that Grammy definitely earned if you just sit down and listen to his vocals, yeah. particularly. Yeah. But you know, I think I could try to hit some of those high notes when I was singing along when I was younger, but not now. I mean, <laughs> he goes up there in that range and it's almost screaming a bit. I mean, yes, it is. He is like, like, I it's mean, not straining though. I mean, he no, just, but he's, he leaves everything on the field when he sings this one. Yeah. I mean, he puts it all out there. So, uh, the piano medley up, of course, is just really great. It just bounces kind of on the notes throughout the song though. Yeah. You, you get that medley, but it, he, he stays there on those notes and it just really makes his vocals and the drum fills even bigger uh, part of the song. And there's some keyboard that works in there with the uh, bass, which mainly just sets the background, but then yeah. the strings come in at the second chorus and it also helps to finish the song, just kind of writing the cymbals out there at the end. But I just, I, I wish I could get into producer's head sometime because just what intrigues me with this song is they add in a additional vocal track from Phil in the second verse, just for a couple lines, just yeah. to make those lines kind of stand out. And it's after the drums kick in. It's just a really great choice for bringing power to the song, just that additional track of him. And then speaking of the drums, it's definitely my favorite part of the song because there's two Phil's, mm -hmm. not not Phil Phil, but two drum Phil's. Not your buddy Phil. When the when the song uh, when the when the first drum fill uh, hits and then you really kind of kick in the song, uh, it's got that Genesis reverb to it. Yeah, and, uh, those drums are just unmatched. I don't know how they got that really great sound that they did. I've watched the uh, there's a documentary on the studio I think where they recorded. Oh, um, it's I can't remember the name of it, but um, it was like off limits locked up you know you can't touch this kind of a <laughs> you know they're, they're not giving away any secrets uh yeah. to the, the drum sound but uh yeah. especially in my headphones when you're listening to it these the drum the drum intro when they first kick in it's got like the reverb first so it kind of slides you into that first hit yeah like it fades in like not yeah. fades in but it kind of yeah yeah it's kind of backwards and then yeah. when the drums go out at the end of the song it's it's the opposite you hear the hit of the drum and then you hear that reverb after it so um i, I don't know i just it's genius to me how yeah. that they uh, how they come producer, up with that stuff. or i don't know if i don't know who produced the song if i'm sure phil was heavily involved but um some of those choices that you make in a song to yeah. make certain parts stand out yeah i have just, a i have a friend so cool. who's a i have a friend who's a music producer in nashville and uh he actually produced a, a, a demo, a, a three-song demo of some friends of mine that I had. So I knew the songs before, how they sounded. 
And when you produced them, they sound nothing like, you know, the originals I heard. Right, right. And you just, I just asked, I'm like, how do you come up with that stuff? He's like, I don't know. I just hear it in my head. <laughs> and like that figures, I mean, you know, it's just, they just find, they just, he goes, I just chase these rabbits sometimes and yeah. you know, I'll, I'll hear something and it leads somewhere else. And it may not be, it may not end up the way I hear it, but it, you know, it still sounds cool. So I, yeah, I'm the same way. I would love to get into you know, like we talked about in the last episode, Mutt Lang producing Hysteria for Def Leppard. What, did, what made you think to do this or that? Yeah. You know, and it just created just incredible effects on songs that change the dynamics of a song and yeah. just make it, you know, make them amazing. What was your take on this song in particular? Oh, I'm just the way he, I mean, from the, from the very first line, he's got so much emotion just dripping off of that microphone. I mean, by the end, I mean, you, you just want to, you just want to start crying because he's yeah, just so. Yeah. I mean, he's just like you said, he's almost screaming, but he's so controlled, and he's just. I mean, he's another one of those singers that don't get that they don't they don't get enough credit for their their vocal range and their vocal control, like we talked about Kenny Kenny Loggins. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that's that. I mean, it could just be an acoustic song, and if, if it's Phil Collins singing it, my gosh, that I mean, just. The amount of emotion coming off that guy as he's singing the song is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, against all odds, take a look at me now. Definitely deserves to be on the list. And yes. before I listened to it, probably should have been higher than number 40. I mean, it was a number one song, a Grammy winner. But yep. again, it made the list. That's what counts to me. So It should definitely be higher than Man in Motion. <laughs> Here we go. Gloves are off. We're going to have some arm wrestling matches. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give you uh, two bonus songs for this episode. I'm hoping they'll show up, Eric, uh, in Spotify. Okay. Because when I went there, there was only, I think, one or two from the soundtrack that were showing up for me. I only did oh. the free version. Uh, but there is a, uh, the, the Stevie Nicks and Big Country songs were available out there. So we might just do Stevie Nicks. Um, if you can't find these, but I did want to include the other two from his former bandmates there, especially Peter Gabriel's walk through the fire. It's a great song. I noticed it right that away while song. watching yeah. the movie. Um, but let's also try to find if we can play Mike Rutherford's making a big mistake. It's a very brooding and yes. synthesized song yeah. uh, on the soundtrack, but I yeah. really like them both, but especially Peter Gabriel's songs. So. Yeah, that's a great Peter Gabriel song. Hopefully we'll be able to put that in the uh, end of the episode here for you. If you've got Spotify premium, stay tuned. You'll hear the songs right after the episode. If you're a free user, you'll hear about 30 seconds of each song. And if you want to find the songs outside of Spotify, you click those song whip links in the show notes that will connect you with the songs in your favorite music app. And we want to hear your thoughts on uh, take a look at me now. Twitter is best for us at RD eighties for me at Eric underscore Vardaman. For Eric, and we're on Instagram too, like we've mentioned, and go out and find our uh, newly uh, new template on our website. Uh, very fresh, very slick, and you can listen to the, the episodes right there on our yep. Transistor website. It's pretty good. And then yep. if you're on connected with the Retro Network, the RetroNetwork.com, you can uh, find each episode posted there where I'm also putting the music videos. So if you want to watch those, or you can just you know, go over to YouTube. But That's right. Eric will take over for the next episode, our number four, uh, our number 39 pick, which to be honest, I had not remembered was a soundtrack song when we compiled our master list. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we thank you for listening to Greatest Lists, and we will see you right back here next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.